Don't you have an audition tomorrow? Shouldn't you be rehearsing? Oh. What are you gonna sing? They, uh, they asked me to come in and sing something called Watch What You Do. Oh my God, I love that song. So it's a trip-hop band. I love trip-hop. I, I do too. You don't know what trip-hop is, do you? Not really. <laughs> you thought it was a typo for hip-hop, didn't you? Pretty much. Yes, Girlfriends Podcast, and I am Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And today's episode's called Good News, Bad News, written by Sean Robinson. Original air date 328-2005. That's a month after the last episode. I don't know mm, what happened around mm. this time. Why there was such a break. I don't know. So <laughs> something big has hit the streaming. A cult classic. What has hit the streaming? You season four. Oh, girl, I thought you were talking about something else. So I watched the first three episodes. Yes, I have. I didn't watch the last two. Um, mm. I love it. You love it? So far? Yes. I like the difference in um in structure. I like the whodunit. It's kind of given me... You ever watch Pretty Little Liars? Nah. It's nah, I ain't watched it. Just like that. I mean, SVU is, is a kind of a whodunit, especially criminal intent. It's yeah, just... Yeah, but this, this anonymous text thing... For me, it's like, I tried not to hear too many opinions of people because I didn't finish watching it. But I feel like there's only so many seasons that we can keep that same structure of Joe. Right. Um, well, I've seen all five. Oh. And uh, do you want to hear what I think of it? Without spoilers, yes. No spoilers. Um, not really feeling it. We got enough whodunit shows. They come on ABC and NBC and sometimes Fox all the time. Why are we doing that with this? I don't come to Joe Goldberg for this shit. And we're over in England now? Oh, so so America's not good enough for you. Okay, so we got to listen to these accents the whole time. We got to, I got to rewind. What the, What did you just say? What kind I'm not going to hold you. Say? I had to rewind a few times. <laughs> To hear what these act and, and no offense to the British accents, like there are some very sexy British accents, but the ones these people on the show are given these snobby accents, I'm not feeling it. Maybe it's regional or something, but mm-hmm. it's hu- almost hurting my ears. And they do the little jokes where they're like, huh, "You Americans do this, and you Americans do that," and I'm they like, do, are, do that a lot. "Are you trying to turn us away from the show? We're your bread and butter, you know." I mean. A lot of, when you travel outside of the country, a lot of people do be saying shit like that, though. Cool. Don't write it in. Let me go over there and they'll tell me when I go. But I don't want to watch <laughs> you and they say it. <laughs> when I go over there, let them tell me. <laughs> so you didn't like it at all? Oh, I'm not going to say at all. On its own, if I'd never seen seasons one through three, I would think this is an amazing show. But the problem is, is we've done it all. Like, it, it's gotten to the point where he is so good at not getting caught and not getting in any predicament that I'm never worried for him. There's no suspense to me. I don't Mm. even care who the killer is because it's probably somebody we don't know. The Mm -hmm. only killer that would surprise me is if, I don't know, Love Quinn came back from the dead and she wasn't really dead and she's the one killing people. That would be like... Yo, that would be funny. That would be some shit where I'm like, oh shit, now that's the twist of the century. But I don't think that's the case. I'm not getting that same feeling I got from the first three seasons that Oh my God, I'm on the edge. What's going to happen? Because I know this guy is going to be fine. <laughs> I feel it every time he's in danger. I'm like, he's going to get out of this. Mm. 
So he's like Superman. Yeah. And shit finna touch him. He can fake his own death. He can he can kill somebody and get away with it because he knows how to hide it well, even though he, to me he makes mistakes. They just never get found out. But mm-hmm. I'm just I'm not even worried for any situation he gets into this time. So it's four seasons in. He dies, he dies. Who cares? Mm. But I think that's why. They know that they don't want to kill this guy, right? Obviously, because he's the main character. Because then there would be mm-hmm. no show. They only right, do right. that if they want to wrap it up. So, yeah. like... That's a, that's a good point. Well, that tells me, okay, if he dies at the end of this... I don't think there's going to be another season. I don't think you can pull this off a fifth time. I really don't no, think so. I think that I think that Penn Bradley is is up to here with 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 Joe. <laughs> he said yeah, he can't he... do a lot a lot of sex scenes. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like that interview shouldn't have came out because now every time I see him about to have a sex scene, I'm like, this ain't gonna go nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. Like you you know my stance on that. Ninety percent of them shits are so unnecessary. So. If the nigga ain't oh, yeah. trying to show his dick on camera, I'm I'm here for it. Um, well, you know we get a dick first first episode. We do we get, get a dick, not Penn's dick, somebody else's dick. Oh, you want to see Penn's dick? <laughs> well, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> that's not do. gonna happen. Oh, um, yeah. I'm enjoying it though. It's moving hmm. very quickly for me. I think for me, it's just I watch shows like that all the time. It's more fun when you know the killer. Like the first three seasons, we know these people. And like you're in your mind thinking, I want to protect this person. Like I want this person to get out unscathed and not get caught. But right. this time it's like, well, I know he's not going to get caught. And I can't even say who done it because none of these people look like they're the done it's. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you, you've, you've gotten to the part where he getting all the texts and stuff, right? Yes, by A. All my Pretty Little Liar fans, you, you get that reference. Yeah. Okay. The person who's texting him, okay, why are you going to say, hello, you? How you know he talked like that? No one knows he talks like that. It's all up here when he says that. So how do they know to use that back on him? What? Hello, Joe? Hello, you? Well, they say, I oh, like hello, you. you. You know, they, they're talking like him. Yes, yeah, like how he talks to us in his head. Right. Almost yes. like they're a fan of his and they know his work. How do they know he talks like that? He's never said that out loud. We're the only ones, the viewers, that know he talks like that. Yeah. So is the killer a Netflix viewer? <laughs> so that's why I'm, I'm sitting here like, is it some kind of meta shit? Or is the killer him? He is talking to himself as an AI. And the AI is messaging him back. Nah, that's kind of extra. Is Joe, is Joe an only child? Um, I think he might have half-brothers. Okay. But they're, he doesn't really know them. Maybe. Uh. Yeah. That'd be crazy if that was his sibling. But I don't think that's the case. I don't know. That's a little but much. Okay. But, but I will tell you that I've seen all the way to episode five. So when you get to five, <laughs> let me know what you feel. Because it kind of made me go, yeah, right. <laughs> like It's a it's little ridiculous. Like, yeah, to me, yeah. And I as get it. As ridiculous as you already is. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's just And then he's he's like involved with all of these socialites and like people who have a lot of attention on them. Mm-hmm. And it's like every season there's a group of people that's just like, Hey Joe, come on through. They ain't even noticed, dude. You met him once at a thing and now he's coming on to your special club that only people certain people can get into. Sly bro. Maybe what? that's that's commentary on, on white male privilege, especially if they're cute. Mm, I guess that'll do it. Yeah. You know, that's like a superpower. 
<laughs> yeah, there's the, no one's going to check into that shit. I don't know. They could have went a little harder. I don't know. I think that you could tell this is the end. If it, if it don't got Love Quinn in it, if she did, then why you got a show? She was the fan favorite. I'm not going to hold you. Quinn came through and fucked it up one time. My standards have been raised for this show because of her and that yeah. character. Her acting, just her arc, everything was so like... I want to tune in to see what this bitch going to do next. Like, it was a surprise. Mm-hmm. You didn't know where it was going and anything. And now that she's dead, I'm like, y'all just killed off a fan favorite. What? What's the point? <laughs> but he has to get caught of it. Nobody gets away with this long in the year of our Lord 2020 or 2023. Like, we mm-hmm. got too much technology, DNA. You telling mm-hmm. me he's still getting away with this shit? And he's killing a lot of high-profile people, like... <laughs> yes, he's he's killing people that were on TV and like people that have like big families and heiresses and like no one mm-hmm. has found your DNA anywhere. Like I don't know, man. It's mm-hmm. I watch a lot of true crime and this doesn't seem <laughs> it doesn't seem right. But I mean, we could say that about him from the first season, right? I think the ridiculousness of this show is one of the reasons why we keep coming back. Like what 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 type of ducking and dodging you gonna do now in this season, nigga? Cause like he, he put on a he put on a hat and then go around a corner and he disappeared completely. Like <laughs> what are we doing? So this is that's that's how I feel about part one. We'll see how we'll come back to part two. Mm-hmm. And if they do a fifth season, I ain't watching it. It's ridiculous. We're not doing that. You lying? You gonna watch that shit? You gonna watch at least the first few episodes out here capping. Damn, you know what? I you think I am like capping. Out of curiosity, I think I I am. All right, but anyway, okay. Let's step on ahead straight into the episode. Good news and bad news. We're gonna start with the cold open, and Etsy, it is your turn to give us that cold open. So Maya is meeting with William. And she wants to thank him for everything that he's done for her. You know, you you got me a promotion at the law firm. You provided me with a computer to write my book, a copier to make my first 400 copies. <laughs> anyway, I just figured I, I owed you big. But then I remembered that you fired me, so figured I owed you medium. So she gives him a gift. And she's like, it's all over GQ, so I know you're going to like it. But she leaves before he opens the gift, because I think well, she's rushing. She also rushing. says, it's something I think you could step your game up, you know, style-wise a little bit, you know. You could use some yeah. flavor. Some flavor. <laughs> some flavor. Um, <laughs> so she says that, and she's already left at this point, and he opens the box, and it's like a knitted sweater or something. It's like, a poncho. It's something my Girl, you don't remember ponchos? Yes, it's a knitted poncho. My bad. J-Lo used yeah, to wear them shits. All the girls yeah. in the early 2000s had them Johns. I used to want one. I do. I do remember. They were actually kind of cute. They weren't really warm, though, because it's like... I just always wonder where your hands go. Like, what happens? <laughs> Why I would mean... you want to cover your hands that way? I know you can get them out, but... I don't know. Just always It's felt- a look once you have it on, but like all the pitches got to be with the hands down. Yeah. Because if the hands is up, then the poncho is, is moving around all over the place. So, yeah, it don't yeah. look right. Mm-hmm. It don't look right. So yeah. she got him that. Um, and then he's like, fruit flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like flavor. a gay joke. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, early 2000s. 
But yeah, you so. know, knock knock. The early two thousands are calling. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Then we get the theme song. Yeah. And so this episode, we have about three stories all together. We got the Lynn storyline. We got the Maya with the gifts storyline. And we have Tony and her situation. I want to get through Tony's situation before we get through to the others, because that storyline is so just boring and BS to me. Do you remember what happens then? You want to go ahead and take it? Yeah. So Tony calls the girls over. She says that her shoes don't fit. And then they're like, um, Tony, yeah, you're pregnant. You don't have to get rid of your shoes because you're probably, well, not probably, but you might go back to the same shoe size. So she chills. And then she's like, oh, I don't know where to put the girls, not the girls, but her baby's room. And then they're like, oh, let's just, it's let's a just call it what it is. It's going to be a girl. Okay. Yeah. okay. I guess. I I'm mean, sorry, guys. It's, just, it's been out for 20 years. <laughs> Like, come on now. <laughs> Y'all ain't watch it by now. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry um, we spoiled it. But anyway, so I don't know what to, where to put the girls' room. And the, and then Tony and Maya is like, um, maybe this big-ass walk-in closet. Like, bitch, you have a two-bedroom condo. Dude, the that, fuck? that fucking closet. I was like, that's another room. But it is yeah, another room. She just converted room. it into a closet. Mm-hmm. So then she, she brings the girls into her room opens the closet that's in her room and she's like, well, that's going to be the baby's room. And then the girls are like, this shit's small as hell. It, it's the small size of a regular fucking closet that you'd see in someone's apartment. Yes. Absolutely cannot have a closet that size into a baby's room. Like, Tony, please. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> some sense has been knocked into her and she turns her room into the baby's room, which is what I thought she should have done. Um, yeah, when this when this storyline was first introduced, like a tea party it's so table cute. and everything. Yeah, it's giving yeah. like princess. Very very cute. Yeah. Love it. We go into her actual closet, right, which is the big walk-in one, and they're like, okay, yeah. um, it's still a closet. Like, where are you gonna sleep? And then she puts her pillow on like the couch or the sofa that she has set up in the closet. Is, it, is that um? That little couch thing isn't called a a sate sate, is that what's called? A zut. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> is it or is that is it a chase lounge or a sate? You don't know. Lug, luxury Twitter. L- let us know what that shit is called. You know the little closet that you putting in the walk-in closet, little couches. No, no, the 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 couch. Yeah, a sate. Yeah. I want to give it a gook. I don't know. A, a sate. Sate. Like the chase the chase lounge couches yes yeah, the market right. express couches okay yes yeah, so oh, I, right. I don't know what i pulled that word from but girl <laughs> i ain't luxury twitter <laughs> I, I watch a lot of tv i watch a lot of luxury tv all right go ahead <laughs> <laughs> so she's like well i could just sleep in here and they're like um tony you're pregnant no you can't and then she's like i really don't want to turn it into anything else do we ever know that tony actually turns it into a bedroom do we get we don't know. She just talks about, she lays on it and says, See, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the pillows on this side, uh, you know, in case I roll off. <laughs> and what about that side? That's where I want to put Todd. Which, Girl, Todd ain't sleeping there Where the all. fuck is he? Your husband's not coming back. <laughs> what are you talking about, Tony? I don't know who told you you got a husband, because as far as I know, you ain't got no fucking husband. <laughs> 
If I was the girls, I'd be like, Ta who? Who? Who are you talking about? Um, yeah. So that's that's, that's Tony's storyline that we just wrapped up that quickly because it's that basic. Yeah, they, they, they really went in and like focused on it. It was like, uh Y'all must have not had nothing to write about this episode. Yeah. They were like, we just got to throw something in there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So the actual first scene is Lynn uh, at her house. She hears somebody knocking on the door, waking her up at the ungodly hour of one o'clock in the afternoon. And she opens <laughs> the door and it's her half brother, Matthew. Wow. Aldous Hodge. He's back. He's back. She's like, wait, what are you doing here? And he says, uh, you emailed me and said I can visit any time. She's like, that was yesterday. And he's like, well, perfect timing because I stood up to dad. So Lynn says, how long are you here? And he says, as long as it takes to get my big break. Wrong answer. That is the mm. wrong answer. When someone says, how long are you staying? He'll say, mm-hmm. as long as it takes. No, I need a time. This is not even a, mm-hmm. a two-person apartment. Mm-hmm. I can't be having you on my couch in this small ass space with me forever. So Lynn says, you're going to have to pay some rent if you want to stay here. Oh, oh no, no, no problem. See, I already have an audition lined up for tomorrow. And if that doesn't work out, which I'm sure it will, I lifted one of dad's credit cards to hold me over. <laughs> credit card? Oh boy, you family, make yourself home. <laughs> Period. They have the same stealing tendencies. Mm-hmm. They both finessas, for sure. So uh, later on, Lynn uh, is making dinner, and she's on the phone with Ken, their birth father. And she's trying to do damage control. And Ken is, like, not having it. He's at work. He's in the butcher shop. He has blood all over him. It's scary. It's hard to think about. Yeah. That's how meat, that's how it comes I in. Mean, <laughs> like all it's bloody. It's a dog-eat-dog world, you know? Um, Hopefully it's not, actually. that's That's pretty fucked up. If a dog eats a fucking dog. Is that how they run? You rock? know what I mean. <laughs> you imagine that's how dogs just eat each other? Like, fuck. What the fuck is well, going on? Well, dogs in other parts of the world, um, you know, they're a delicacy in other places. Well, that's a people eat dog world. A people eat dog country, actually. But uh, not here. We don't do that. What, do we do that here? <laughs> no, I don't do that. Somebody probably do. <laughs> somebody doing it not us though they safe out there i feel like in america somebody's dogs eating dogs people eating people people eating dogs people eating cats anyway continuing Mm -hmm. on ken's not having it he wants matthew back home now and if you notice lynn's on the phone her hands on the phone and she's talking and then she puts the phone down grabs some cheese and puts it on a salad barehanded i didn't notice that but that would be disgusting if that's, I did. that's Lynn. That's what she does. I, I rewinded it too. I can imagine the phone's really dirty, Jesus. but extremely so. She lets uh, Ken know, well, she lets it slip that Matthew stole the credit card and she fakes a bad connection and she hangs up. Uh, and she wants to help her brother with his audition. And he says, cool, cool. I have to learn this song called Watch What You Do. And Lynn knows the song. I'm like, who's saying that? <laughs> uh, I. The next scene would be me, where me and the brother really connect because <laughs> when he yeah, says, he's like, <laughs> he says, it's a trip hop song. And then she goes, she goes, you didn't know what trip hop was, did you? And then he goes, nah. And then she goes, you thought it was a typo for hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you? 
And then he goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, like, what uh, is trip hop? Trip hop? Uh, let me give I can't it a even gold. explain trip hop. When they played it later on in this episode, I couldn't even, I can't describe it. What is? Oh, she's giving it a goo, guys. Give it a sec. Trip hop music. I don't know what the fuck that is. Okay, it originated in the early 1990s in the UK. It says that its parent genres are obviously hip hop, electronica, post punk, dream pop, and psychedelic music okay all right Ooh, this one says jamaican reggae acid jazz and electronic music i think that's what i heard in this episode i could definitely what? hear the jazz for sure oh i can hear the jazz yeah i can't hear the, the jamaican whatever yeah i don't know about that jamaican shit but i could definitely hear the jazz a majority of trip-hop artists draw inspiration from 1970s post-punk jazz and funk okay Wait, this nigga is actually a trip-hop artist. Yeah, I I have that in my uh, notes later when we see him. Okay. Well, shout out to the people of our girlfriends doing their Googles and their homework. I mean, it was probably Persia. Persia probably was like, hey, guys, you know what? I sing. Really? Persia, what kind of music do you sing? Like maybe some R&B, some jazz? And she goes, yeah. (laughs) Some (laughs) hip-hop? Yeah. Okay. Some downbeat. Yeah. All of that. It's called trip hop. What's trip hop? And she probably was like, hey, let me bring this guy. He was, he's like the, the one of the founding members of the genre. Let's bring him on the show and have him play like a, like a band leader who gets me in the band and I start singing on the show and we can play my songs. And that's, uh, that's the era we're in right now. Well, I would say if Lynn actually had the bops, this would have been a great marketing strategy. Ah, you can't pay for this type of promo. You know. Oh, but if it was actually good music, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She would have done the thing, but I don't know what this trip hop shit is. And I don't think I've ever even heard it, like, being referred to in mainstream media outside of this. Have you? Um, maybe? Because I've heard of the band that Tricky... Tricky is the guy who um plays Finn. I've heard of that band... I don't, I think I've heard it referred to as trip hop before, but I don't know if it was this show that did it or I used to be obsessed with, um, British culture because Amy Winehouse <laughs> back in college. Try to make me go so, um, I knew she was a big massive attack fan. So that's where I heard the, the band name from her in an interview. So I don't know if it was mentioned there or was, it was girlfriends that I heard it the first time. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, well, there we go. Next, we're at the audition for the trip hop band, and the music's pumping. Somebody's auditioning, and he's doing pretty good. Ooh, I'm gonna watch what I say, watch what I do, watch how I play, watch it for you. I'm gonna slow down, no horsing around. I don't want to hate, but I think he's a little better than, than Lynn was. I, I don't think his energy matched with the song, though. He had a nice voice, but like, I don't think yeah, it wasn't was trip hop enough. It was more, it was more R and B jazzy. Yeah, but we see a guy sitting on a stool observing the auditions, uh, while our known characters are sitting in the audience waiting on their time to go. And the guy says, 
uh, okay, man, thanks. We'll let you know. <laughs> and he's a real trip hop artist in real life. <laughs> I want to do it so bad. I'm like, I know we have uh, English listeners, and I'm not trying to mock y'all, I swear. I just, I think his accent's really cool. And so mm-hmm. it makes me want to copy it, but not mock it. It's all respect. It's all love. <laughs> um, this artist's name is Tricky. He is a part of the English trip hop band Massive Attack. And then he went solo. And they're really trying to make Fetch happen with this whole trip hop thing. They got the authentic people in here to, mm-hmm. to like, display it on this show. He's playing a character named Finn. And I guess he's the leader of the band. Mm-hmm. So, um, Etsy, based on the whole of what you've seen in this episode from start to finish, what do you think of Finn? Finn is kind of cold. He's kind of rude. He's a little rude. He's old and rude. Cold. Um, cold. Cold. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Not old. I was about to go on a tangent about, like, old. He is a little old, though. I ain't gonna hold you to be still. He's, uh... I did the math of how old he would be in this episode. You want to give an over-under on how old you think he is in this episode? Hmm. He probably is 40s. 37. You lying. I'm not lying. He's 55 right now in real life. Oh, shit. Why he... That's that rock star lifestyle, show. Maybe aging like... It might be the lifestyle. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, so Finn says, next up is Master Tripapa. Master... <laughs> And that's Matthew, but he forgets that that's his stage name. He made that up on the spot because he didn't even know what the fuck trip hop was. He probably walked in and was like, "What is? What's a name? What can I call myself?" Oh, I know, and wrote it down. That's mm-hmm. why he forgot. It was the <laughs> new thing. But he eventually gets up, and the music plays. It's his time to go to the mic. But um, God, this song is so weird. It sounds like passing cars. It's like, nah. It's, it's definitely it's vibey. It's definitely a vibe. It's not traditional anything. Yeah, it doesn't follow a traditional beat like we know or like a pattern. It's just kind of like a bunch of sounds kind of like melting together. <laughs> so he gets up there and he can't even start. He does. He just stares into space blankly. And so they pause the music. Anytime you're ready. He can't speak, he can't sing, he can't do a thing. And then Finn is like, go, get out, get out. (laughs) He tells him to get out, and he has to come off stage. I I really like his accent. That's all I can really say about Finn. Um, I do like his accent. The jumpsuit he's wearing, I like that. Mm -hmm. So Lynn gets up to help him audition and tells him, look, you came all the way out here to L.A., you can do this. This is your shot. Don't blow it. If you blow it now, you may as well go back to Butcher Man, which is their dad. So while Lynn is talking to Matthew, Finn says, Hey, baby love, we need to be out of here in five minutes. Baby love? Mm. You don't know how I like that to be given her nicknames. Mm-mm. I don't like you that. You don't know her like that. That's that man shit where they just be like, Honey, yeah. hun, sweetheart. Honey, uh-uh. Hey, sweetheart, can I grab you? I've never met you before. Yeah. I'd be like, you don't know me like that to be calling me no nicknames. You got to earn that privilege. You call me my name. Mm. That's how they get your name, though. That's so their way. You, I, I'd rather you call me that. No no baby love. None of that. I don't oh, like that yeah, shit. True. I don't want niggas think I'm with you, nigga. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, people hear that shit and be like, oh, she taken. All right. No the fuck I'm oh, yeah. not. 
So Lynn tells Matt, listen, I'm going to sing. Just join in, okay? Sing with me. So they get, you know, Persia to sing on the show mm-hmm. to this song. And Matthew is trying to jump in on every, like, fifth word. And he's missing the beat. So in essence, Lynn is actually auditioning. But um, one thing I don't like is the way she's pronouncing the words. I don't know if this is a trip-hop thing. But she says the word space. And it's like, spice. And she says the word no. And it's like, no. In the hyperspace, cut to the chase. Safe. <laughs> no touch, no touch, no touch, no touch. It's weird. I peeped there too. You know, I chalked it up to it being originated in the UK. You know, they accents. Mm. Sometimes they be singing like how they talk. That's how they talk. Good call. Damn, yeah. you made me look dumb as fuck, Etsy. No. <laughs> You made me look uncultured as fuck on That's this damn I podcast. Too, until I Google. But yeah. Other people don't think that. Um <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that thought that because I see a lot of y'all's tweets about how y'all hate this music. Exactly. <laughs> y'all y'all hate Lynn's music era and I see the tweets. Believe me. But anyway, Finn says he's had enough. Matt thanks Lynn. He runs off the puke and Finn walks over to Lynn. Finn and Lynn. Jesus Christ. Why do you got to do that? He says, hey, I like what I heard. I, I like your, your audition. She's like, I wasn't auditioning. He's like, well, you got the job. <laughs> she said, I'm not a singer. I'm like, since when, bitch, you do everything. <laughs> She's a renaissance woman. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She child. does it all. I don't know. I ain't never heard the word can't really, except for when it comes to rent. She can't pay the rent and shit like that. Well, she can't pay for lunch, but <laughs> anything that come out of pocket, she can't do. But you can do you do all kinds of shit, Lynn. Um, so he's like, you know, you want it. And she's she's trying to talk herself out of it. And he keeps cutting her off. And she's like, what about my brother? Are you going to tell him? He's like, no, that's on you. Rehearsals tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> that's one of the coolest lines in this episode. I swear. Well, no, nah, that's on you. Rehearsals tomorrow. And she game. says, but I haven't said yes yet. And he goes, you will. Why he act like that? He ain't tell her the time, so he thought he was so fucking cool. You supposed to tell somebody the time. <laughs> Rehearsals tomorrow when? You trying to be all motherfucking 007, bitch. What time? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking real, for real. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. So uh, we move on to the J-spot. Maya's there to pick up a takeout order. And I hear her say, put it on her tab. I'm like, girl, come on now, Maya. You're at your, your friend's business. Well, two of your friends own this place. And you're going to sit there and just be putting stuff on your tab, getting food for free? Let's yeah. support our friends, guys. Yeah. Like, I get it. When your friend has a restaurant, you think you're going to be eating for free. But, like, let's let's understand people have a business. For sure. And they're making money. Like, let's support each other. I agree. Um, but William is there right now checking in on his investment. And then he says, uh, he tells her that he has a date. And Maya's like, oh, you got a date. So why aren't you wearing the gift I bought you? And he goes, ha ha, very funny, Maya. I know it was a joke. Me spending my hard-earned money in a high-end store denying my son some Jordans is not a joke. All right, and if you don't appreciate William, you know what? Just give it back, and I can do something better with my money. So this whole scene, she never says anything about a hat. She would have just said, why aren't you wearing the hat I bought you? Mm-hmm. Because most people would have said hat eventually in this conversation, but obviously I know TV logic. Mm-hmm. 
William feels bad. And he's like, you know, I just, I never see guys wearing it. And he could have said, I never see guys wearing a poncho. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you know, when I see a man wearing one with a little tilt to the side, I think it's very mysterious. He's very sexy. It shows that he has enough fashion sense to take a risk. And that's when he has second thoughts. So move back to the Lynn and Matthew uh, storyline. He's at the apartment waiting to see if he got the call for the gig. So they haven't called Matthew yet. And he thinks that's a good sign because he, he thinks, you know, that means he's still on the running and they're not sure if he's not the one yet. By the way, the book that Lynn's reading, did you see it? No, I didn't peep it. What was it? It's called Making Great Television, and it's by D. LaDuke, one of the writers for Girlfriends. Okay. Another good marketing marketing uh, tool there. I'm here for the plug. So Lynn is nervously biting her nails because she knows she has to tell her brother that he didn't get the gig and that she got it instead. So she says, you know, uh, Matthew, we have a saying in L.A. Don't call us, we'll call you. <laughs> You know something, don't you? Okay. The leader of the band, Finn, he told me that he didn't think you were the right fit for the band. When? 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 When did he tell you that? Yesterday. And you let me suffer all day long wondering what was going on. And she didn't want to tell him because they were like getting along and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. She ain't never had a brother before. She's like, and I didn't want to have to tell you that I got it instead. He's like, you told them no, right? I'm like, bitch, what the fuck do you think this is? I barely know you. What would I tell that? them no? I ain't say no. <laughs> why would I do that? Even if y'all was mad cool, why would you tell? You know what I don't get when people? Yeah. Like, let's say you got a friend or a family member, especially one who you're like close to or whatever. You know, if they get that opportunity, that's still a door that can open for you for future opportunities. It's better mm-hmm. if that person yeah. who you have a connection to gets it than someone else. Why would she turn that down? Maybe yeah. when they go on tour, they'll be with other bands who are looking for more traditional pop R&B yeah. singers or backup singers or whatever. Or tambourine players like he was doing later in the episode. Yeah, nigga, however many of your 20 talents. Nigga, all you need is that one. Or ice skaters. Exactly. All you need is one. So and he gets mad. He said, you stole my dream. You didn't even know what trip hop was, bitch. What a brat. Yeah. And that happens sometimes. Well, he said, I'm your brother. I'm like, don't do that brother shit. Come on now. You know good and well. I just found out about you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even rock with your daddy. I don't, like, I don't even I'm rock with your him. daddy like that because he took the money. So <laughs> he took the money. <laughs> I created your life, basically, because mm-hmm. if he hadn't had that money, he mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to pay for your shit because he got a business now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So don't play that brother shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you owe me, actually. Fuck yep. that shit. <laughs> you for took real. my daddy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so Lynn's like, what am I supposed to tell him? Like, I can't be in the band unless my brother's in there, too. And we get an obstacle flip, and that's what the fuck happened. But at first, we see um, Finn and Lynn, and they're performing. You know, there's two lead singers, apparently. And I don't know much about this trip hop performance thing, but did you notice that they they weren't looking where the audience would be? They had their eyes closed and they were kind of looking down and they weren't engaging, you know? I don't know what type of music doesn't engage with the audience in some form or yeah. in some fashion, regardless of what it is. Rock, punk, R&B, hip hop, pop. I think that's just the universal rule. 
But right. I don't know what this trip. Why have people in the audience? <laughs> right. Well, the band members are actually doing it. The band members are looking forward and they're like, you know, they're presenting the song and the performance in that way. But the two singers, Lynn and Finn, are kind of like with their eyes closed and they're just singing to themselves. They're not moving around. The mic is really close to their mouth, like they're eating the mic. And they're singing very softly, almost like a whisper. Why are they doing that? It's so weird. That's trip hop, girl. That's trip hop. They tried to make it a thing in the early 2000s. They thought this was going to be the show that was going to bring trip hop to the U.S. <laughs> Mm-mm. And also, this is no shade, no tea, but the audience that Girlfriends appeals to is not good. Mm-hmm. The audience is going to like no trip hop show. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's that's the case. And I know they were like, oh, we got black people. We get a black trip hop artist to kind of help the help them usher it in. Maybe that'll, you know, help them pop the chair a little bit on this trip hop thing in America. I can't think of another show that they could have been on, uh, like an alternate. Maybe like, shit, they might have done better on Friends. <laughs> and Friends not having no Negroes on their shit, so it's a wrap. They are not. They are not. <laughs> I'm trying to, I can't think of no other show where this would have been good. Mm-mm. It had to be one of those white shows to be on like, um, Teen Nick. I was on, what was it? What was it? Like Degrassi. One of those. What channel was One Tree Hill on? Oh, CW. One of those. Yeah. Well, UPN turned into CW. Oh, no, it was, okay, so there's UPN and WB, so I guess. WB. One Tree Hill was on WB. Yes. Yes. That. Yeah, that would have been better if they were on one Tree Hill had a lot of bands. Mm. I, I love that show. A lot of rappers, a lot of rock bands, a lot of um, country singers. Trip Hop would have done well there. Not Girlfriends. Mm-mm. Lynn and Finn are looking mad bored while they're singing, like they're about to fall asleep. Matthew is there as well. He's He has a tambourine in his hand, but he's not hitting it. And so the song ends, and he finally shakes it. <sighs> so they break. And Lynn goes up to Finn and thanks him for letting her brother be in the band. And Finn's like, yeah, he's fired. <laughs> She's like, what? No, don't fire him. He's like, okay, baby love, you do it. Mm. This baby love shit. Mm. Baby love. <sighs> they think because they, they, they got an accent that it's going to rock. Like, no. <laughs> you know what? No shade, no tea. Sometimes it works with the accent. Nah, sometimes, sometimes it do. You know, I be in my field. Accent yeah. niggas be... You know, they get a little more leeway sometimes. But um, Lynn has to fire her brother, so she does. She tells him, you got to go back to Jersey and stop being a little bitch. Stand up to your father. <laughs> Music isn't even your thing. Mm. But did you hear that um, in the scene when he says, I- I'm just sick of him making fun of everything I want to do. I- if it's not being a butcher like him, it's, it's gay or stupid. I was, I was like, like, damn. Well, damn. <laughs> I was like, that's fucked up. I peeped that shit. I wrote that shit down. Like, well, why he be calling you gay and stupid and lazy? Well, we find out later because he wants to be an ice skater. Yeah. Which I'm not saying that justifies it. I'm just saying that's why a black father would call his son gay. Yeah. 
That's one of the par. reasons. That sounds about That's Negro-ish. That's very, very on par. That <laughs> sounds about Negro. So she encourages him to do that instead, to ice skate, because he's passionate about that. And he's like, all right. All right, then. So then we get our final, final scene. You want to do the final, final scene? Well, okay. Maya gives Joan her gift. Joan opens it. It's one of those, um, I call it the early 2000 R&B hats that all the girls oh, used to wear. Oh, that's what you called it? I have a different name for it. What you call it? <laughs> you ever seen that show Peaky Blinders? No. Google Peaky Blinders. Google my Googles. I probably do know it. Um, okay. It's a lot of white people. Let me you see. You see the hats though, right? Yes. I see the hats. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, this is also, you know... The hat it that is R&B hat, the girls used to wear. It's the same hat. Oh, yeah. They used Brittany, to have like the Brittany. scarf. The two ends yes. used to be in the back. Y'all remember. All the That's girls like, used uh, to do did, it. All the girls did that. I was going to say Pink did it. Kelly Rowland, Hillary Duff, J-Lo. They, all the girls used to have that Hillary style. Hillary Duff. Yeah. Yep. That, this was the time. This was a good <laughs> gift for Joan, even though it wasn't for Joan. Right. And when Maya sees it, she's like... Oh shit, like that's not you, boo. That's mm-hmm. not she's like, damn, well if you got that, then that means mm. oh hella. And William comes in strutting with that poncho on. Just mm. strutting. Confidence. Mm. You know, you could tell hard the actors try not to break. You could tell <laughs> Reggie Reggie's trying so hard. <laughs> and I think I think Golden it really breaks in this. She covers her face, but oh she's laughing. But I guess that's the point. But I, th- I think Reggie, he looks like he's trying hard not to laugh. Like, <laughs> so um, that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. I think I really think Joan should keep the hat though. No, that hat. Was I don't given. know if the poncho would look good on her. Yeah, the, the hat works for her. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. So next is our oh hell yes moment of the episode. So mm-hmm. Etsy. What is your oh hell yes moment? Hmm. I think my oh hell yes moment was the musical plug with Lynn. I love a good advertising marketing moment. I'm here for it. Um, I'm not a fan of the music, but hey, I can still respect it. And yeah, that's my oh hell yes moment. Damn, the trip hop. I mean, I get the marketing play and that is cool, but. Ugh, I don't know. My oh hell yes moment is seeing William confidently cross-dressing and just feeling great about it, you know? No shame. He had his shoulders back, he had his chin up, and he was working it. So, go ahead, William. Mm. You never know, he might wear it a second time. This might be a new thing for him. Mm-hmm. So, that's my oh hell yes moment. If you guys want to speak to us or uh, message us, hit us up on Twitter at Hell Yes Girl and TikTok at Hell Yes Girl. TikTok, we've just added some other videos of us uh, doing the podcast. If you guys want to see what we look like. Um, so if you see us in the streets, you can ask for some autographs. <laughs> Say what's jokes. up. Jokes on jokes. <laughs> if you guys want to give us a five star review, head over to Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify and Google Podcasts. I don't know if you could do it on there, but I know for sure Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you can give us a five-star review and leave us a message and we'll read it here on the show. Next episode is called Kids Say the Darndest Things. Oh my Mm. God. 
Mm-hmm. You know what that reminds me of? The show? The show hosted by... Who was it hosted by? I know three people. Well, the first of my generation, Bill Cosby. Ooh. Bill Cosby. That's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> Bill Cosby. Secondly, um, Steve Harvey. And thirdly, Tiffany Haddish. Yes, yes. I do remember Tiffany's had is, is the most re- recent show host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, join us next week for Kids Say the Darndest Things. And until then, I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.